Hi, and welcome to Untethered with Jen Liz, the podcast that's here to help you break free, be you, and unleash your inner brilliance. I'm your host, Jen. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to start winning at life and to do it today. Let's go. Hey there, unicorn. It's Jen. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's Thursday thread, it's a Thursday thread, Thursday thread episode. By the way, you are welcome. Please submit your Thursday thread jiggles to hello at jenless.com. You can sing a little ditty. You can also voice memo me and send it to on Instagram or Facebook. And I would love to feature your Thursday thread jingle. You don't have to sing it like I th- I sing it. You can sing it in any way that you desire to sing it. Would love to feature you right here on the podcast on a Thursday thread. Today's episode, I'm pulling a little piece out of the conversation that I had on Tuesday with Alan Stein Jr. Whether you listen to that episode or not, this will be a valuable conversation for you on a topic that I think really deeply matters, something that we could all be embodying at a much deeper level in 2024 and really fully seeing what this means for us is this idea of falling in love with the process instead of falling in love with the end result. Instead of banking all of our feelings of worthiness and success and acceptance and approval on achieving an end goal, on someday being something, on accomplishing something, on having something to show for our efforts, actually loving the effort itself. Because as Alan said, loving the process is winning in advance. I love this quote from him so much because if you are loving what you are doing right now, here in the now, loving the work, falling in love with the process of the work. Me, myself, right here recording this podcast episode, loving the delivery of the episode itself and not caring about as much about how it is received, what it might accomplish, how many listens it might get. And this is applicable to anything that you are working on, whether it is writing a book, it's less on the actual end result and more on the process and falling in love with that process. The more likely you are that you are actually going to accomplish writing that book that I am going to record the podcast episode that I am that you might start the podcast all of these things really are hinging on your ability to love the doing instead of loving the outcome now there was an actual study that was done at Stanford that really proves this so listen up to this because this really shows us what is happening in the human brain and why this is 100% true despite everything that we've been taught. You're an 80s, you're a 90s baby. We were taught to get the gold star. We were taught to get the reward that what you do matters. I went to Catholic school. It was if you got straight A's, you felt more worthy than somebody else that didn't. Those kids who were getting C's, we looked down upon. I'm not going to cut any crap. That is just the straight truth. Those kids were different than those of us who strived and achieved and got the A. And I can, like Alan said, 
we can dislike those old past versions of ourselves that we might have been judgy or we might have felt certain ways, or we can simply accept and love that person and choose to be a better person moving forward. And I definitely have had many feelings around that person who I used to be, and I have come to love and accept her for exactly who she was because she was simply trying to be loved, (laughs) simply trying to be accepted, trying to do all the things that she thought she needed to do in order to be a good kid. And we're still doing this in our lives today. We're just doing it in different ways. We're doing it by trying to show up on social media in a certain way or run our business in a certain way or get a certain job or get the promotion or be accepted and loved by our colleagues. And we're doing it in so many ways by trying to show the value by achieving the thing. So listen to this study that was done at Stanford. They took a group of kids and they had them in a room and they had coloring books, pages there available for them. And the kids all start coloring and you know they're creating and they're having a good time and they're enjoying the process of coloring. Well, eventually they started giving some of the kids, they separated the groups and they started giving some of the kids rewards, like a gold star or a ribbon or saying good job on certain of their drawings. Well, over time, what happened is that one of the groups of kids continued to color and continued to create and continued loving coloring. Well, that group of kids who had been getting rewards slowly over time, they stopped wanting to color. They stopped wanting to do the process of coloring. So what is happening here? Where kids who were engaging in an activity that was enjoyable to them Some of them who were not being rewarded, they just, they kept loving it. And then the kids who were getting the rewards, regardless, regardless of whether they got the more gold stars or less gold stars, all of those kids stopped coloring. This is because they were being trained that the reward came at the end and something biological is happening here. It's not just a mental thought that is occurring. It is biologically, they stopped getting dopamine during the process of coloring. They started only getting the dopamine released into their brain at either the beginning before they started coloring or at the end after they started coloring and their body actually stopped releasing that dopamine in the middle. However, those children who kept coloring, they had dopamine that was being released during the coloring process itself. So when we think about this in our lives, it is not necessarily our fault. It's definitely not our fault that we have trouble engaging in behaviors that we actually used to love to do or things that we think we should love to do. Like I love to write and yet I have a hard time sitting down and writing. And in my life, I have been rewarded for being a strong writer. So the actual process of writing, I have to re-fall in love with the process of something that I love doing because my brain is trained to get the dopamine at the end or to get the dopamine at the beginning right before I sit down to do it. But when I start to do it, it stops because that's what my brain has been trained to do. So think about this in your life. This is wild, y'all. Think about the ways, the things that we're really good at, the things that you naturally are gifted at, that you used to love to do as a kid because it was your gift and you loved to engage in it, 
you may have stopped receiving dopamine from that thing because you've started being rewarded. Somebody started saying, oh my gosh, that's so good. You're such a good artist. Oh, your drawings are so amazing. And so then we started focusing outwardly. We started getting extrinsic rewards instead of our internal pharmacy during the process. So what do we do about this? By the way, I want to thank the amazing Laura Ambler who sent me this study that was talked about by Andrew Huberman. It was actually done by Stanford, but it was a video that she had sent me a while back. And I've been thinking about this ever since. And this opportunity for this Thursday thread gave me the perfect opportunity to come and talk to you about it. Because if we are focused on the goal at the end, we are actually, here's the thing, think about this with dopamine. Dopamine actually makes it so things are less painful for us and we are more focused. So if you're not getting dopamine during the process of doing something that you naturally love to do, be it exercise and getting outside or be it cooking or be it writing or whatever that thing is for you that you naturally love to do, you can actually start to be in more pain during the process of it. You physically enjoy it less because you don't have the dopamine that's happening during the process. You become unfocused. It undermines your ability to do it again. You don't want to do it again. And then you start to need other things to help you get focused so that you'll do it and so that you'll engage in it and things to take away the pain of actually engaging with it. And so it becomes not enjoyable. So we're not doing it. This is broadly applicable, by the way, to so many things. So what do we do? Well, one of the things that we can do is while we are engaging in something, whatever that thing is that you are striving to do, we'll keep with the book writing thing. If you are sitting down to write, when you're feeling like you're in writer's block, when you're feeling like you don't want to do it, when you're starting to do it and it's not feeling good, when you're starting to feel like this is pointless, remind yourself that you're doing this by choice and that you're doing it because you love it. Take a breath, sit there and actually take a nice, big, deep breath into your nose, fill your belly, nice, big, long, extended exhale. Do that again and open up your heart and remind yourself that you love this. You love this. You loved it as a child. You loved it when you were seven, when you were 10, at whatever age you can remember. Think of moments as you breathe. Think of a moment that you loved. Offer yourself a little dose of that dopamine. Engage your parasympathetic in that moment and remind yourself, this is enjoyable for me because your body and your mind, your actual internal pharmacy, your pharmacology has forgotten. It's telling you that this isn't fun, but it is. This is your light. This is what actually lights you up. You've just forgotten and you've got these repetitive patterns in you that are telling you that you don't. <laughs> We've got a pattern, interrupt this and get back to falling in love with the things that you actually love. I know this sounds wild, it sounds absolutely ridiculous that you hate the things that you love. But when we really sit down and think about it, how often is that true? How often have so many of us fallen out of love with the things that we actually love? And we talk about this. I've always had this 
interesting relationship with that whole concept of if you make the thing that you love work, you won't love it anymore. And I don't feel like that is entirely true unless this situation happens. It's when it gets distorted and we start focusing on the outcome and we start focusing on the other things and we forget the whole reason that we're doing it is because it's so freaking awesome because we are meant to be doing it because it makes us feel so alive and joyful. And that is why I repeat this all the time to my clients that joy is your strategy. Joy is your actual strategy. However, we have little patterns in our bodies between our mind beliefs that are getting in the way of us remembering that joy. So it's a process of falling back in love with it. So whenever you are engaging in that thing that you know that when you were seven years old, you love to do. For me, one of those things is being outside. I will resist the thing that I know I love so much. I get outside and I am so happy. I am so happy being outside, adventuring out in the trees, hiking, but I will resist going and doing that thing because for so much of my life, I associated going and getting outside and doing exercise with an outcome with, oh, I'll be skinny. And I associated that for so long, this journey of falling back in love with the movement of my body, with the health of my body, with simply being outside because I love to be outside has been a journey. And so when I go outside and while I'm walking, I will take intentional breaths and just open up my heart and remember, this feels so good. This feels so amazing. And I'll tap back into that same feeling to get my booty out the door (laughs) so that I can go be out there and be in love with this process that I enjoy so much. So what is that thing for you? Think about that today. What might that thing be for you that you're avoiding because it's become painful? It's physically like there is no shame here in avoiding the things that you enjoy because it has physically become more painful for you to do it because you're not getting that beautiful dopamine release. You might be actually getting that dopamine release by simply thinking about doing it. (laughs) You're getting a little dopamine release by thinking about doing that, but it's not enough. And it's not what you're meant to be doing. You're meant to actually be engaging with the thing because that's where you'll find your true sense of joy and your true sense of purpose. Because actually it's when I believe that the truest, truest, most beautiful joy that we experience is when we are offering our gifts and they get to be received by another human being and we get to experience that reward of the gift that we offered being in somebody else's hands and then us getting to continuously create and be received and create and be received when that cycle is flowing that is when we are in our greatest purpose and when we are in our greatest joy and this focus on the reward the focus only on that moment of reception is really pattern interrupting the actual process and the actual joy that we are experiencing and the way that this whole process is meant to flow in our systems. So the call 
to each of us from this episode today in this Thursday thread is to be curious about where we might have some of these very interesting patterns that are happening for us, where we have fallen out of love with the process, where we're focused on the outcome. And one of the other things that Alan said that I thought was really cool was his concept of the next time that he does something is always going to be the best time. And so if we can combine that with this idea of falling in love with the actual doing and really enjoying the process, then the next time is going to be so exciting. We're moving towards something exciting at every single moment and loving every moment of it. And you can hear it in his voice in that podcast episode that he loves going on a podcast. He loves sharing the things that he's sharing. And I feel the same when I'm in the midst of a podcast interview myself. So noticing the places in your life as well, where you are already engaging in such a joyful way, and then bringing that sensation into an area where you might be sometimes avoiding. So I'm looking forward to hearing what comes up for you as you continue this journey for yourself of falling in love with the process. Uh, we'll end this Thursday thread with a beautiful moment of breath and opportunity for us to connect with ourselves, to connect with our joy. Taking a nice deep breath in through the nose, filling your belly, exhaling completely out through the mouth. Taking another deep breath in, another exhale out. And if you're in a place where you can, closing down your eyes, we're going to do a little exercise where we feel into the ground. So noticing your feet on the floor and pressing each of your 10 toes into the ground. If your feet are in shoes, just pressing each of your toes into the bottom of your shoe. And just seeing how many of your individual toes you can feel. bringing that embodied awareness into your physical body. And when you're ready, we are going to begin a halo breath, drawing breath into the nose, out through the mouth, beginning that halo breath. There you go. Rotating that breath at a pace that feels good to you today. And now remembering a time when you were maybe seven years old, what is something that you loved to do? Seeing yourself, envisioning yourself doing that thing 
Maybe it was coloring. Maybe it was riding your bike. Maybe it was speaking with your grandmother. What was that thing that you loved? And as you continue to breathe, noticing where you feel the joy of that experience in your body. There you go. And seeing if on your inhales, you can make that sensation, whether it's in your heart space, in your stomach, maybe a tingling in your fingertips. Can you make it grow just a little bit? Reminding yourself as you continue to breathe and remember that it is safe and it feels so wonderful to do this thing. Reminding yourself of the magic and the brilliance of that moment, of that fun and that joy and that light that exists when you engage in an activity that you love. Whenever you are ready, drawing a deep inhale, filling the belly, exhaling completely through the mouth. Bringing that awareness back down to your feet. Maybe offering yourself a little hug as you seal in the memory of that beautiful feeling of yourself and the joy that you experienced as a child. Whenever you are ready, opening your eyes back up and coming back into the here and now. Remembering that it is safe to feel joy. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to share it with somebody else who might gain something from it as well. Another thing you can do is to take a screenshot of the podcast on your app. Maybe you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you can share it on social media and tag me at untetheredjen on Instagram. You can always tag me and I will reshare your post. Thank you again so much for listening. It means the world to me. You just keep shining your magical unicorn light out there for all to see. I'll see you next time. Bye.